0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church podcast. I want to speak to you this morning about the four seasons of life. The four seasons of life. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. I want you to understand something that's very important. I believe I'm coming with a message that's heart to heart. Because a lot of us we go through different seasons of life. And if you can't discern what season you are in, you won't be able to prepare for that season. How many of you know that sometimes uh, we, we go through tough times and sometimes we go through blessed times? But in every season, when it's summer, uh, everyone, as you know, when it's summer, we, we bring out shirts. But when it's winter, we bring out coats, we bring out uh, you know, uh, all the heavy, uh, heavy stuff so that we can keep our body warm. So let's look at First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And then we're going to study the life of Joseph to, uh, to understand what are the four seasons of life. You are blessed. You have four seasons. In Mauritius, we only have two seasons. We have summer and winter. You have... Uh, summer. After summer, you have the? Autumn. After the autumn, you have the? After the winter, you have the? Spring. All right. So let's see if we can see the four seasons of life. If we can have on the board, please, First Chronicles 12, verse 32, speaking about the sons of Issachar. And it says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, please line that in your Bible, to know what Israel ought to do. Their chief were 200, and all their brethren were, and it carries on. I want you to understand that when you learn to discern time, you will know what to do. If you don't know what time you are in or what seasons you are in in your life, you will not know what to do. Ignorance must become our enemy. We are not people of ignorance, we are people of revelation. We are people that are enlightened by the Holy Spirit. So we must know what seasons that we are living in. Now, I want you to open your Bible to the book of Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. I want you to write something that's very important. There are two important things in life. First of all, you need to learn to hear the voice of God. And number two, you need to learn to discern the timing of God. There are many times God gives you a word today, but that word is not for today. So you need to learn to discern the timing of God. Timing is very important. In the natural world, time is the Greek word chronos. Chronos, whether you're from South Africa, whether you're from Mauritius, whether you're from uh, Zimbabwe, everybody has been dealt 60 seconds into one minute, 60 minutes into one hour. You have been dealt 24 hours in a day. You have been dealt 12 months in a year. Everybody have the same time. What you do in that time We need to be people that are productive in our time. We need to learn to be people that are progressing in our time. We need to learn to be people that are prospering in our time. That's three Ps that you've just received. You need to be a person of productivity, a person of progressivity, and a person of prosperity. Say amen, somebody. Now, in the book of Isaiah chapter 64 verse 8, it says that God is the potter and we are the clay. Amen. So, so God is doing something in our lives. Whatever seasons that you might be going through, you need to understand there is a process that you need to go through in order to get to your destiny. Amen. Now you need to understand something. This process also includes that God is dealing with your character. It's not only about the charisma, but it's also about the character. So God begins to deal with our character because sometimes to take us to our destiny, God has to take away every unwanted things in our lives. He's the potter and we are the clay. How many of you know that in that process, if you and I was a clay that was really, if the clay, if the clay was really alive, when the potter begins to take out certain things, how many of you know that the clay would have gone ow? Ooh, yeah, ah. Because changes sometimes is painful. You have to understand it, but it's just a process. Look at somebody say, we are going through a process to attain perfection. To get to our destiny, there's a process. Say amen, somebody. But God is the potter and you are the clay. So you need to learn to trust Him in the process you need to keep your eyes on his presence and keep your ears attentive to his word so that would be i keep my eyes on god and my ears are attentive to his words amen you don't listen to what negative people are saying you listen to what god is saying you're not influenced by what people say you're influenced by what god says Amen. You are not made in the image of somebody, you're made in the image of God. Amen. So, you were created for you are say this with me, I am God's masterpiece. But there's a process, you see, for you to become that masterpiece. Amen. So, you are not a finished product yet, you are in the process. Can I hear an amen? Somebody, praise the Lord. Now, let's go and study the life of. Joseph the life of Joseph everybody say God is in the process of building my character for my destiny in genesis chapter 37 verse 3 genesis chapter 37 verse 3 i want to teach you something that's very important you will see that in the life of Joseph he wears four different types of garments These four different types of garment shows the four different seasons in life. The first garments that he get is from his father. Now his father gives him, as we would put it in Mauritian into Creole, a technicolor coat. A coat of many colors. Now, how many of you know that when the prodigal son came back to the father, the father gave him three gifts. Number one, the first gift was A robe that was given around him. Everybody understand that when you came to God, God gave you the robe of righteousness. You and I, we are the righteousness of God. Say amen, somebody. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Say it again. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Say it one more time. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Now, in the book of Isaiah, it says, God has taken away or has lifted the garment of heaviness and has given us the garment of praise. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy to you right now, whoever is going through some tough times and you've got the garment of heaviness, I command that garment to leave you right now in the name of Jesus, and God place over you the garment of praise. Your praise will bring your deliverance. Your praise will bring your deliverance. And there's another garment that God gave us, it's called the armor of God. Amen. You are not created to be defeated, you are created to be victorious. Amen. Say, I am created to be victorious. So you are a new creation. The new creation is a conqueror. Say amen, somebody. Say, I am a conqueror. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. I am a conqueror. So his father gave him a robe, gave him a garment. And we have been given the same garment. Amen. Our past is finished. That garment was the first season of his life. When he received that garment, I want you to write the word recognition. I want you to write the word confirmation. I want you to write the word affirmation. He was recognized, but in that season, now this is where it gets interesting. Every time God puts something over you to be recognized, it also calls. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? It also calls for a season of misunderstanding. Every time God gives you a word and you receive that prophetic word, you receive that promise and you begin to believe that promise and you, be, you begin to confess that promise, other people will begin to misunderstand you because you're not living at the same level as they are. How many of you understand what I'm saying right now? When you receive a word from God and you believe that word from God and you confess that word from God, you are not a natural person. You've just tapped into the area of supernatural. And so natural people cannot understand and cannot conceive what you are saying. Because they say, when I don't have, I say, I don't have. But you say, when you don't have, you say, I have it in the name of Jesus. When they are weak, they say, I am weak. But you, when you are weak, you say, I am strong. So they don't understand that. So you go through a season where people misunderstand you. Now, when some people misunderstand you, they'll mistreat you. Speak to me, somebody. Understand what I'm going to say now because because when he went through that, when he shared his dream, the day that his father gave him that covering was the same time where he began to have dreams. I've come to tell you whatever dreams God has given to you, that dream will become a reality in the name of Jesus. Say amen somebody. You're going through a process. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, his brothers began to hate him. Because they could not understand him. You will go through a period of jealousy. People will become jealous over you. People will mistreat you. You will go through a season of betrayal. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? You will go through a season of rejection. People will reject you. Let me tell you something. Even though people reject us, we are accepted in the kingdom of God. We are children of the most high God. Amen. And so his own brothers, ladies and gentlemen, his own brothers sold him out. Because he had a dream. Because he had a word from God. Because God spoke to him. Sometimes we've been communicating our dreams to the wrong people. Sometimes you need to learn what I call the wisdom of shutting your mouth. Don't go sharing every dream to everybody. Are you learning something here, church? There are some people that do not like you. I hope this is a revelation to you. There are some people that are jealous over you. I don't know about you. In South Africa, in Mauritius, we have people that are jealous because we are reaching our destiny. Because they see you progressing, you're going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, so there are some spirit of jealousy. But let me tell you, no spirit of jealousy is stronger than the spirit of the living God. Amen. So you keep your eyes on God. You keep your ears attentive to his word. Anyhow, so he went through that season. He was sold as a slave. You know what was the problem? You know what they were jealous about? They were jealous about his robe. They were jealous of his covering. And so what happened is, when he was sold into Egypt, he lost that coat and he got a second covering. He got a second coat. He started, listen to me now, because this is a process. He started as a servant in the house of Potiphar. Understand what I'm saying? I want you to write this. My second season, or the second season of Joseph, is a season of submission and servanthood. Go learn to submit. Go learn to to become a servant. And, and, And he did it out of a pure heart. He did it out of a heart of integrity. When you're called to serve, you serve with integrity. When you're called to serve, you serve with a pure heart. You do not serve with a heart that is offended. Because it's a process, ladies and gentlemen. So he goes from his father's favorite son to become a prisoner. Sorry, to become, sorry, let me say that again, to become a servant. A servant in the house of Potiphar, submission and servanthood. But let me tell you this now when you begin to serve, see, there's always a match. When you begin to serve as a servant and you begin to be submitted and you're beginning to grow and God gives you favor in the house of Potiphar, you have to go through, you ready for this? A season of temptation. A season of accusation. This woman in, his, in the house or of Potiphar, his own wife, uh, she wanted to seduce him. But the man had to remain with a heart of integrity. Because let me tell you, with every increase of responsibility comes an increase of temptation. So you will be tempted. That's why Jesus taught us in the prayer. Deliver us from evil and help us to what? Resist Temptation. It does not say help us to assist temptation. It says help us to what? Resist temptation. Your prayer life is very important so that you have the strength to resist every temptation. Temptation will come to everybody. But you don't fall into temptation. And how I many of you know that temptation will come when no one's around? It's very easy to resist when there are people that are right here, so it's very uh, easier to resist, but when, you're, when no one else is watching, when there's no one else around, and, and you're by yourself, and there's some temptation coming. How many of you know for me to resist certain cakes in the presence of Apostle Allen and Apostle Theo, it's, it's quite easy. But when, when, when I'm all by myself, I can hear the cakes calling me, come to me, eat me. How I many of you understand what I'm saying here? That's just a low level temptation, but you know what I'm talking about. So with the increase of servanthood, submission, there will come an increase of temptation. Now, now he, doesn't, he doesn't fall for that temptation. But let me tell you, sometimes when you don't fall for temptation, there will also come the season of accusation where people will say you have done things. I mean, there are people in Mauritius saying I've done things that I never thought I knew that I did. Thought to myself, what? That's called accusation. How many of you know that the devil, he stands in the presence of God to accuse you day and night. Don't forget that God is omnipresent. So he goes through What we call a season of temptation and accusation. He's in the house of Potiphar. Now I want you to understand, because you see this in the process, in the natural, he's going from here to there. But I'm going to show you that in the spiritual, he's going from there to there. All right. Now, he goes third. Uh, I know he's got a clothes on because the woman took off his clothes in order to accuse him. So that was the second clothes, the second garment. Now he goes into prison. Obviously in prison he has a third garment because the Bible tells me when Pharaoh is going to call him, he's going to take away that garment. Are you listening to me here, church? So now he's in prison, third season of his life. And it seems as if things are not going well. How many of you know that sometimes you've been doing well? You you submitted, you had a servant spirit, but you see yourself uh, uh, in a kind of a limitation space. There's no progress. You know How many of you understand what I'm talking about? In a prison, you're trying to move here, but there's a war. You're trying to move there, but there's a war. You're trying to move there, but there's a war. Wherever you are, you are limited. And that was his third season of life. But even in that season... Have you ever seen what Jesus did with the bread? He took bread. Tell me what did he do? Two bees. He took bread. He blessed it. And he broke it. Funny how we all like the blessing but we don't like the breaking. You will go through times where God will begin as the potter to take the things and unwanted out of your life. It's called a breaking, but the breaking is going to be a blessing. Say amen, somebody. See, let me say something. This is the key, and I'm I'm putting it now before the end of my teaching. When God spoke to Joseph, Joseph thought it was about himself. But listen to me, when God gives you a word, just like he gave to Joseph, he does not only have Joseph in mind. When God spoke to Joseph, he had a generation in mind. He had a nation in mind because we serve a great God. So whatever God has given you as a word, he doesn't only have you in mind. He has your generation in mind and he has a nation in mind. Say amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. So he's in prison. And here's that season now. It's a season where God's going to help him to increase and be influenced, be a person of influence. Why? Because here comes two dudes in the prison. And he's discovered he's got a gift. And this gift, he begins to use it. So he speaks a word unto one and he says to one, you know what, within three days you're going to be back. Serving the king and he says to the other one within three days, you're going to die. Are you listening to me here, church? He now begins to use his gift without any compromise. And when he does that, you will go through this season where you thought, how many of you think here, you know, you get the opportunity. One day I got the opportunity to minister the word. And I thought, well, doors are going to be open for me. And God says, no, you have to go through a season of patience. Are you learning something? You're going to have to learn to wait. My mouth was ready to speak. And God says, ha, 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 wait. I'll open the door in my time. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, how would you feel? You give a prophetic word. And not one, but two. The two prophetic word comes to reality. And you think to yourself, hey, hey, I'm the great man of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And God says, well, you have to Wait. See, the word patience also means perseverance. You don't give up. You don't quit. Listen, let me tell you, say something here. Every give up or quitting spirit must leave in the name of Jesus. We are not quitters. We are victors Victors in Christ. Amen? And so this attitude of always wanting to give up in every season that you're going through, you have to let it go. Because you're going through a process. That's all. You're going through a process a baby that's born is born with no teeth remember I said that to you a baby that's born with teeth is an ugly baby (laughs) would you imagine that you you pick up your first and you see big teeth it's not a baby it's a monster but the baby has to go through how many of you know when a baby is born the baby doesn't come out walking hello mom hello dad There's a what? Process. Trust the process. God is in control. Sometimes we've made this as a Christian cliche. God is in control. But let me tell you, it's the truth. God is in control. So now, two years of waiting. Could you imagine that? Two years of waiting. And the guy remembers... There are things that you've done for people that you think were ungrateful, but two years down the road. The doors that you've opened for people, God will cause people to open doors for you. Whatever you made happen for people, God will make happen for you. The seed that you have sowed will come back to you in harvest and abundance. God has not forgotten you. Say amen, somebody. People may have forgotten you, but God will never forget you. So this man, I'm telling you right now, in the process, God is causing a person to speak well on your behalf. I know there's been a lot of people speaking evil on your behalf. But there is someone that God has appointed and has spoken to that will speak good on your behalf. And that door will be opened in the name of Jesus. So Pharaoh calls him. He's about to step into his destiny. His dream is about to come true. So the Bible tells me when Pharaoh called him, he he shaved himself and he he started putting a a new clothes on. And then Pharaoh said, no, 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 my boy. That's not only the clothes I want you to put on. I'm going to give you a clothes of royalty. That was the fourth garment and that was the fourth season. It's called the season of elevation. It's called the season of promotion. But there was a process before the promotion. Say amen, somebody. So he got to his season of elevation and God was faithful. You know, I've noticed something about our God. He's always faithful. And he's coming back for those who are faithful. So faithfulness is a key in your character. Faithfulness is a key in your character. So when he began, in this process, he was sold. He left his father's house they pushed him out his brothers and he started in the house of Potiphar serving Potiphar and his wife and uh, you thought that he went down because that's what the Bible says he went down to Egypt but God was in a process so he started serving one man and his wife and a few people and he went to prison he started serving a lot more people amen and then you thought he was going down but he's actually going up hey hey And and, and then he got to ride around in the king's chariot. Everybody that was blaming him, you know, when everyone has one finger blaming you, there are three fingers saying, look at yourself. The grace of God will be upon your life because God will elevate you. God, God will lift up your heads. Amen. And the people that was accusing you, the people that was mistreating you will look at you because the grace and the favour of God will be upon you. Trust God in the process. Are you learning something? Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and say, I've got to trust God. In the process. So every prophetic dream that you've had, Every vision that you've had, every word that you've had, every promises that you're standing on, you may not see it yet becoming a reality, but trust God in the process. What God has said, He's also able to do. He will do it in His own time. God makes everything beautiful in His time. Praise the Lord. I want to leave with one key. When He met His brothers, Everybody was crying because of starvation. But this man, when he saw his brothers, he cried. He didn't cry when they put him into the pit. He didn't cry when he was accused and put into prison. But he cried when he saw his family. I've come with a word for somebody. What you thought was lost, God will restore it in the name of Jesus. Some people are crying out. For things, other people are crying out for families. And so God will restore what the locust, the cankerworm, has stolen from you. And I like God's process of restoration. When he gives, he gives seven times more. Seven times more. So I'm going to encourage you. That word that I just received, whoever it is, for... Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. God will restore you to your family. Amen. Did you all learn something this morning? Were you blessed this morning? Come and put our hands together for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Trust God in the process.